Buenos dias from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 17th of February, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. The news this week has been mostly focused on the government's proposed deal to restructure the country's debt with the International Monetary Fund. Several key members of Juntos por el Cambio have stated that they intend to support the proposed agreement with the IMF in Congress, but with some restrictions. This would give the ruling party the majority they need to pass the deal. Although the details of Guzman's proposed deal with the fund have not been disclosed, the main requirement is that the country must reduce its fiscal deficit from 3% to less than 1% in 2024. This is not to say that all politicians are jumping on board the unity train. Libertarian Javier Millet has said that he would not support Guzman's proposed plans since he considers it that it has, quote, theoretical and empirical inconsistencies and a profound immorality in favor of the political caste, unquote. On the opposite side of the political spectrum, Maximo Kirchner and Juan Garbois have also expressed their disapproval of the government's attempts at negotiating with the fund. Commerce seems to be on everyone's mind lately. The newly appointed ambassador for the U.S. in Argentina, Mark Stanley, met on Monday with members of AmCham, which represents American companies that have subsidiaries in Argentina. Stanley has said that he aims to, quote, promote bilateral commerce and American investment in Argentina. Unquote. Although the business people looked at negotiations with the International Monetary Fund with optimism, they criticized the hurdles they must go through to import goods and to access dollars, as well as the inability to wire funds to their main headquarters abroad. They also remarked that even though there were several new possible avenues for investment in Argentina, such as the lithium and renewable energy industries, no company would be willing to invest in the country because of the many restrictions the government has put in place. In more industry-related news, an Argentine court has issued an injunction to stop seismic oil exploration of the Mar Argentino. The president had previously given permission to Equinor, a Norwegian company, alongside Shell, and the government-owned IPFA to carry out studies in search of oil in the sea's offshore areas. The government hoped the measure would bring economic growth and foreign funds the central bank desperately needs. Nevertheless, the announcement was met with outrage by many citizens and protests sprung up all over the coastal city of Mar del Plata. The city's mayor, Guillermo Montenegro, along with several environmental organizations, immediately called for an injunction to this law, which was granted on Monday. They considered that the explorations would have disastrous effects on both the tourism and the fishing industry, which are vital to the area's subsistence. Federal Judge Santiago Martin granted the injunction on the grounds that a strategic environmental assessment had not been performed. For this reason, there was no assurance that the explorations would not negatively impact the local ecosystem of the Mar Argentino. Equinor, Shell, and IPFA have said that they plan to comply with any conditions the national government imposes 
and to follow the highest international standards as regards environmental issues. Furthermore, there have been new developments in the case of the adulterated cocaine that claimed the lives of several people at the beginning of February. Authorities have identified that the drugs were laced with a synthetic form of fentanyl called carfentanil, a very powerful opiate, quote, 10,000 times stronger than heroin or fentanyl, unquote. News of the deadly batch of drugs has traveled the globe these past weeks due to the many deaths it caused. More than 200 people were hospitalized and 24 people died. Joaquin Aquino, alias El Paisa, is suspected to be the dealer behind the carfentanil-laced cocaine and has been arrested, although the investigation is still ongoing. Moving on to the COVID-19 update, the city of Buenos Aires has announced that they are planning to implement the services via their WhatsApp bot or BOTI. Users will be able to submit an audio message of them coughing where an artificial intelligence system called IATOS will analyze the sound and tell them whether it is consistent with COVID-19 symptoms. The AI is said to be about 86% efficient in its predictions. Authorities have stated that this is not a method for diagnosis, but rather a tool to let people know if they should get tested. They hope the system will help identify potential COVID-19 cases that may otherwise slip through the cracks due to lack of additional symptoms or a reluctance to get tested. They also expect the bot will serve to decompress the health system by automatizing triage. The good news is that recorded daily cases are the lowest they have been since December 2021. However, unfortunately, deaths are higher now than they were two months ago. Speaking of the city of Buenos Aires, It was recently announced that the national government planned to transfer the running of 32 of the capital's bus lines to the city government, thus cutting almost $140,000 U.S. in national subsidies. President Alberto Fernandez said, quote, It is not fair to be autonomous, to do whatever you want to do, and to be given the funds to do so. If you want to be autonomous, you need to finance it yourself, unquote. The city's mayor, Horacio Rodriguez Larreta, initially hoped to garner garner support from his party, Juntos por el Cambio, to put a stop to these plans. Nevertheless, most of the provincial governors have stated that they supported the national governor since they consider the cost of public transport in the city to be unfairly cheap when compared to the rest of the country. If the transfer does take place, it will be up to the city to decide whether it will grant subsidies to keep bus fares low. The national government will still subsidize the social benefits that are part of the SUBE system, but any further funding will have to come out of the capital's budget. Another very important piece of news is about the issues of soy exports. Severe droughts in Paraguay, Brazil, and Argentina during key stages of cultivation have affected soybean production and driven prices sky high. The South American countries have already stated that the U.S. Department of Agriculture's estimated production numbers are too optimistic since it projects 13 million tons more than the South American countries' individual projections combined. 
soy meal futures have soared up to more than 400 U.S. dollars per ton at Montba Rofex and to 600 U.S. dollars at Chicago, the highest pre-harvest estimates in the last 10 years. However, it is to be seen whether soaring prices will increase sales, as was originally expected, since soybean underperformance has left producers with a deficit in both crop quality and quantity. And the news everybody has been talking about. FIFA has ruled that the match between Argentina and Brazil will take place, even though both countries have already qualified for Qatar's Soccer World Cup. The original match was supposed to be held in September 2021 in Sao Paulo, but was canceled five minutes after it had begun when Brazilian health officials stormed onto the playing field. The officials demanded the match be stopped because four of the Argentine players had not fulfilled the required quarantine period imposed by the state of Sao Paulo. Further sanctions were also applied. Both Brazil and Argentina's national football associations will have to pay a fine and four Argentine players would be subjected to a two-match suspension for breaking Brazil's COVID-19 restrictions. The news was met with outrage by Argentine football fans. Chiqui Tapia, head of the Argentine Football Association, has said that he will appeal FIFA's ruling. In more sports-related news, Eduardo El Gato Romero, Argentina's top golfer, died on Monday the 14th at 67. Romero had retired from both his sport and political career due to health issues. It is now known that he had been battling cancer. He had been mayor of Villa Allende, his hometown in Córdoba province, between 2015 and 2019 as part of the PRO faction in Córdoba. Members of his party, as well as from the Union Civica Radical Party in Córdoba, expressed their condolences for his passing. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. We are going to use last week's Valentine's Day as an excuse to tell you how much we appreciate you being here. Let's spread love and kindness. The world needs it right now. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at argentina at rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Argentina and Twitter at Rorschach underline ARG. Nos vemos el la próxima semana. Thank you.